0: From the city of Beaky Blinders, Birmingham, England, I would like to introduce you to Paddy Dandar. As the world becomes more automated and the robots take over, it's imperative that we build the right human skills for the future. So pull up a chair, grab a smoser or two, and make yourself very uncomfortable. So Brendan, we've talked about your YouTube channel and you built up a huge following of around 25,000 followers just on YouTube itself. I know there's a fair few in the audience, some of the listeners and the watchers, who are also on that journey to create good content and start to build that following. So I'd love to know some of your tips and tricks for anyone out there, and, and even for me, because I'm on the same
1: journey as well. Absolutely, Patty. So a couple of thoughts. One, I would say we need to replace 1,000 followers with 1,000 conversations. People forget, Patty, that it's all about real life conversations with people. People don't know this. There's a reason I got to 1,000 subscribers so quickly. I got there in four months and I had nothing to do, nothing to do with the YouTube algorithm, You know, the YouTube gods blessing me with the divine uh, secret of youth or all that stuff. It's because I promoted the out of it. So the backstory was from the ages of 19 to 22. Like I said, you know, MasterTalk was never meant to be a business. It was a pure gift to society. I was coaching all of these students for free on how to speak. I was just helping them out, and all of them landed incredible jobs. You know, a lot of my friends work at McKinsey, Goldman Sachs, Deloitte, all these big companies. Now Microsoft, whatever. And all the only thing I asked for them in return, I said, "Hey guys, I'm not going to ask you for money. Nothing. You all are making crazy amounts of money now." All I need you to do is promote my YouTube channel, even when it wasn't good. And they all did. That's how I got to a thousand subscribers. So you need to be willing to have the conversations, Even the conversation we're having right now, Patty, why am I taking my precious time being on so many podcasts, even now? Because I never forget what made me successful in the first place. It's those one-on-one conversations. And most people just aren't willing to grind. Like just on Tuesday, I was super sick. I had a high fever. I'm feeling a lot better now, but I had a really high fever on Tuesday. And I did eight interviews in a day, eight interviews in a day. That's how badly I want it. Because in my head, Patty. When I started Master Talk, I don't care if the YouTube algorithm is going to push up my content. Obviously, the gods are more favorable to me now, but not at the beginning because YouTube doesn't care about you until you have enough subscribers. So what I told myself was, you know what? Even if nobody knew who I was on YouTube, at least if I went on 10,000 podcasts, even if they're only the host was listening to me and I went on 10,000 podcasts, at least I would have 10,000 new friends who would support me. Because it's a very different feeling when you see me on YouTube versus when you actually meet me because you go, this guy's really passionate about public speaking. He really cares. And that creates a new level of loyalty that you just can't get from watching somebody's YouTube videos. Because that loyalty is what makes you want to share my YouTube videos with anybody who says the word communication for the rest of your your life. And that's how you build real loyalty. And I think that's a big miss for most people. That's number one. Thousand conversations, not a thousand followers, and you'll hit the numbers you want to hit. That's one. Number two is quality is more important than quantity, depending on where you want to put your content. In. So across all socials, Patty, we need to be very smart about where we put our attention. So in the same way that we spend time picking the right major, going to the right university to get the right job, to fit our right skills, social media is the same thing. We need to invest – same thing with our marriage, or relationships. We need to invest in the right medium that if we spend enough time planting the seed, putting the money in, it will eventually gain the return. And at the end of the day, Patty, there's only a handful of mediums that compound over time, like putting money in like an index fund. And there's not a lot of them. If you put all your eggs in Instagram, it's probably a stupid idea because a lot of the people who use Instagram are fickle, right? It's like very short term content. They don't actually get to know you. TikTok's great, but it creates fickle fans too. So if you go through the list of all the socials, it's really three that stand out. Having a dedicated YouTube channel. With long form content, having a podcast, and being on a blog. That's it. Those are the top three. Those are the ones that your content lives forever, where you should actually put your time towards. And I looked at all three mediums and I said, you know what? YouTube's the most effective one. Because there's so many people who are nobodies and became successful just with a YouTube channel that has a hundred thousand followers. So I put all of my eggs in that basket, meaning. I wrote a five-figure check to my best friend to do my production long before I had the money for it. I said, if I win on YouTube, I will make it. And that's exactly what happened, right? And that's the key. You got to put your eggs in the right basket and make sure it's amazing. So that's why all of my, my videos are produced. I don't do anything on Zoom. With my YouTube videos. It's all solo, it's all scripted, it's all handwritten by me, and it's all produced by my production team. That's why we're crushing in the market because we're over-delivering more and we're spending more money than everyone else. That's number two. And then number three is think in decades, not days. A lot of people at the personal brand, Patty, they go, like, what's hot? oh, is TikTok hot? Is LinkedIn hot? Instead of going, what do I want my brand to look like in 10 years? So even if I started the channel really young, especially in my niche, I'm definitely one of the youngest in my industry, in my specific industry, communication. I definitely was more long-term focused than everyone else though. So even when I was 22, I'm 26 now, but when I was 22, I said, what would 20, 32-year-old Brendan think of me? How, what would he be doing with his life? And I said, if I want to be that person, I need to think like him. That means I need to be consistent for 10 years and not worry about what other people will think of me. And that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm guaranteed 100,000 subscribers at this point, as long as I keep trickling towards that. And most people don't have that mentality. And that's why most people lose. Wow.
0: <laughs> is all I can that's say. <laughs> Brendan, you're a true inspiration, honestly. I remember when I was 26 many years ago, and my mindset, like three years ago, <laughs> yeah, three years in my head. Yeah, my mindset was very, very different. So, yeah, hats off to you. You know, you achieving and doing so much at such a young age. Whereas, I think other people at your your peer group would be out partying and you know doing all of the other wasteful things that perhaps aren't going to give them the returns that the work that you do give you. Do you never feel imposter syndrome or did you ever feel that near the start? Because being a very young person in this industry, did that not deter
1: you? Absolutely. So, so a couple of things, Patty. because I'm very upfront, right? My, my clients know this about me. I party a lot. Absolutely. I don't drink. I'm really smart about that, religious about that. But I definitely party. I think it's more about what are you prioritizing in your life, right? So for me, I only focus on three things in my life. Making master talk successful. Protecting my family and having a good time doing all of those things. That's it. So, I don't, you don't, you won't see me do anything else. That's it. Right. But because my list of priorities is so small, I'm really focused on getting those objectives out. That's why a question I ask anybody I coach in my client base is if you could only accomplish three things in your life, just three, nothing else, what would you want those three things to be and why? And it always gets people stuck. Because they don't have a good answer, they go. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. I'm like, well, you're gonna be dead in sixty years, so let's figure this out. If you can only do three things, so it gets people really focused. That's one thing. The other piece is around imposter syndrome. So I've def- I definitely had that when I was younger, not so much anymore. But I'll tell you a story that I think will help us kind of put this put this to rest once and for all. Let's say I came to London. Okay, super simple story. Let's say I came to London. You might not live in London, but let's say let's say I did. And I said, you know what, Patty, I'm new to the city. I don't know what to do. What should I do? You'll probably tell me. I'm sure you visited London a few times in your life, whether you lived there or not, and you'll tell me. In the same way that if you came to Montreal and you said, Hey Brendan, you know, I'm I'm in Montreal. What should I do? How should I how should I, you know, enjoy my time here? I'll probably tell you. Does that make sense so far? Yeah. Right. But don't you find that odd, Patty? Because we're not tour guides. Our parents aren't the mayor of London or Montreal or any other city you're from. But why are we open to just talking about directions? We have zero expertise in that area. Whereas when it comes to different areas of life, like our expertise, you know, the thing we spent years honing, we have a hesitation. Why is there a disconnect? between both of those ideas. Where there's some piece of information in our brain, we just yap openly about, oh yeah, you do this. We don't even think about expertise. Am I even recommending Patty to the best place in Montreal? I don't even care. I just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas when it comes to communication, I go, am I qualified? So what's the what's the lesson here? What does being an expert even mean? A lot of people think expertise is like have a PhD, have a master's degree. I disagree. I think expertise is simply this. Be one chapter ahead of the next person you're coaching in that specific thing. In the same way, you could probably teach me a lot about getting superhero mugs, because I probably should buy one of those, about hosting a podcast. I've never hosted a podcast, right? There you go. It's super awesome, right? Or knowing how to listen more effectively. You're such a good listener. I'm just yapping all the time, right? So you're really good at those things. I can learn from you in the same way you could learn from me about communication and public speaking. So what's the antidote to imposter syndrome? The antidote is start with the person you're comfortable serving first, You don't need to serve CEOs. I couldn't care less about executives. When I started my practice, I wasn't confident to coach them. So I started with the people I was 15 year old girls. And then I leveled my web. Now I coach a lot of high level CEOs and I I can coach them to any result because I know I've put in more work than they have. They get on any call with me and they go, Yeah, what do you know about communication? I go, have you done the question control a thousand times? They go, what's that? I was like, okay, well, welcome. So it's a different different level. But I think the key is to not scare people off too much is you got to start somewhere. And that's how you overcome imposter syndrome.
0: Brendan, it's been an experience. Certainly for me being very inspirational. I thank you for that. I know you have to get going and I really appreciate you coming on the show when I know you're not feeling 100%. So I know the tissues were out there and I felt totally bad about that. You're totally fine, dude. So thank you so much (laughs) for being so generous with your time. And I've certainly learned a huge amount in this conversation. Any final messages? Where can people find you if we want to check out your YouTube channel? What would you like people to do as a call to action in terms of Connecting with you next.
1: For sure, Patty. Thanks for having me. For those of you who want to keep in touch, two ways to do that. The first one is definitely check out my YouTube channel. Just type master talk in one word. You'll have access to hundreds of free videos and how to speak. Second way to keep in touch, I do a free training over Zoom. It's an awesome workshop. It's live. It's not some boring webinar. I facilitate my next one starts in six minutes, which obviously won't apply here because this will come out in a few weeks. This is more just for you. So so that, super fun. You can register for that at rockstarcommunicator.com. Closing remark is just a question. How would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? A lot of us dream about expensive vacations, the things we want to buy, the money we want to make. When was the last time we dreamed about a world in which we are a better communicator in it? So I'd encourage all of you to dream first because if you do that, you'll actually get excited to work on your communication.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, my friend. Thanks, brother.